What is <clears throat> what is up, everyone? Uh, welcome to the American Nomad Podcast. I am the American Nomad, Rav Holly, your host. Uh, it's been a minute since I've done this, so it's good to be back. It looked like we had a random nomad in the room already. Let me get back in here. Yeah. Let's throw that up on the screen really quick. And hey, random. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, Hopefully, uh, audio, everything's working okay. I've been uh, away for a minute, as anybody that pays attention to the show knows. I haven't been uh, doing the podcast here in a while, just randomly uh, here and there been doing the podcast. I uh, <clears throat> have really been pushing since getting uh, demonetized by YouTube. I've been lo- really pushing to get um, monetized um, by Twitch. I've actually been working uh, towards my affiliate partnership. I got a gnat or something flying around. My affiliate partnership with Twitch, and I'm uh, getting close. Hopefully, we got enough internet. We're broadcasting to three different. Uh, we're broadcasting to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So, it's showing my uh, connection's not the greatest. It's a little unstable. So, maybe trying to push out too much, too many streams here. But I thought I'd try all since I'm no longer banned on Facebook, which is the first time in a long time. Anyway, uh, today's topic of the show is I just got through watching. I didn't get through all of it. I actually fell asleep, unfortunately, but I got through, I think, the most important parts of the Sons of Sam documentary on Netflix. Has anybody seen this? It's actually really good. And uh, my review of it is not really a review. It's just I think everybody should watch it in regards to. I think everybody should watch it to see what New York City used to be. A lot of people these days do not understand uh, the chaos that used to be New York City. Uh, I mean, it used to be what you would consider an urban jungle. It was really, really, really bad. The first time I was ever in New York City was mid to early 90s, early to mid 90s. And, uh, As soon as I got there, like the locals were giving me this list of things that you didn't do. Uh, Hey, Random Nomad, good to see you back, dude. Yeah, no worries, buddy. Uh, We'll see you when you get back. Uh, They were giving you this list of things that you shouldn't do. Like like one of the things they told me is like, uh, you know, because I had my camera at the time and I wanted to take a lot of pictures. And what they told me is make sure that you don't walk around with your camera, like, or don't make sure you just don't walk around, like looking up at the buildings, uh, you know, just walking around, you know, just looking at the buildings and the skyline. Uh, Cause <clears throat> you know, if you don't live in New York city, that's, you're not used to that many tall buildings. So one thing that tourists were notorious for was walking around looking up at the buildings or taking pictures of everything. And basically what that did is that was, that was full on advertisement for you to be what was called mugged back in those days. Today we would call it robbed, but the New York city slang was called mugged back in those days. And uh, the people that were there that were locals, I was working there and the people that were there that were locals literally told me, make sure you don't walk around. They give me a list like this rundown of like five to 10 things do not do while you're in New York city, because you will become a victim. So don't do this. Don't do that. 
So I was like, I was from Dallas, man, you know? So I was like, huh, this is kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I'll heed their advice because I don't want to get mugged. You know what I mean? So another thing they told me to do under no circumstances, should I go uh, ride the train or what, you know, anybody that's not a New Yorker calls the subway. They told me to stay out of, <clears throat> stay out of the subway. Only people that were New Yorker, New Yorkers, rode the subway because they knew the ins and outs and, you know, what was dangerous and what the, you know, there evidently there was different, you know, uh, different terminals that were dangerous and you don't get off there. And, you know, so they said, so take a taxi, take a cab, do not get on the train. So there was all these different things that just like kind of blew me away because I just wasn't uh, aware of how dangerous New York city was and all of these precautions that, uh, the locals, you know, went through and that the locals, uh, you know, subscribed to anybody that wasn't a local when they were visiting New York city. And, uh, lo and behold, you know, Rudy Giuliani becomes mayor because they had Ed couch or couch couch. How do you pronounce his name? I can't think, but anyway, uh, when he was the mayor of New York city, I mean, it was just a disaster area and it's kind of funny. Yeah. Like the Bronx, the Bronx was like a third world country. I'm not kidding you. You can go back. Excuse me. So right before, right before the podcast, I literally was stuffing my face with a spicy chicken bowl that I ordered because I haven't eaten today and I got just through a few bites of it, but it was enough to make my nose run. So I don't have the Rona. I don't have the flu. I've just uh, had a little spicy you know, spicy chicken bowl with, with, with some heavy sriracha sauce. So I don't even have a cold random nomad. It's just, uh, my spicy chicken bowl that I'm going to finish after the podcast is over here. But anyway, yeah, like the Bronx, uh, I mean, the Bronx was like a battleground, dude. If you look back at any of the, the old videos, let me see if I can find something here. Uh, Bronx, uh, in the 80s or 70s or 80s let's see 70s or 80s okay here we go perfect so i got a video here let's see what it looks like hello i don't know if you guys can hear this can you hear this yeah let me see if i can bring this up and share it with you guys let's see how do i do this oh screen share it's been so long since I've done this podcast and used the software. Hey, Lance, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what did I miss? You haven't missed anything yet, man. We're just getting the show started. Let's see here. I'm going to do a screen share. Uh, if I can remember how to do this, share screen, share. Uh, I want to share audio. Share. Okay. All right, so let me uh, have to bring this video, this other video up on, well, that's not going to work. Hold on a second. I'm a little rusty, guys. Sorry. I apologize. Let me get my other screen up here. We'll pull up this video. Let's get to the advertisement. All right, so this is what the Bronx was like back in the 70s, 80s. Which these millennials that are 20s, they have no idea. 
one time, the Bronx was a thriving community. But towards the end of the 60s, that started to change. Businesses moved out. Crime moved in. People were left with an overwhelming sense of fear and hopelessness. No job opportunities, schools being closed down, shop owners leaving. Just imagine World War II bombed out Berlin. It was just a, a war zone. Exactly, Random Nomad. The 90s as well. Robbery, rape. New York started turning around about 97, 96, 97. The worst ghetto in all of the United States. At the epicenter of this crime wave was the NYPD's 41st precinct, also known as Fort Apache. They even made a movie about Fort Apache back in the 70s, 80s. Busiest in the city in all levels of crime. Hands down, most dangerous square mile in America. Some pretty tough patrol grounds. So, yeah, there you go. So that was New York City in the 90s. And uh, I mean, the 90s in the 70s. And now there was just a shooting today in New York City. Here's a story from New Hold York, on. not the New York of Manhattan and the skyscrapers and Broadway. So there was just a shooting today in Times Square, evidently. I, I didn't really get a chance to check it out, but evidently there was a shooting in Times Square. And I actually host or co-host, I've taken a break from Clubhouse because it was consuming my life and uh, being very unproductive. It was cool to meet a lot of people and stuff, but I wasn't getting a lot of stuff done because all I was doing was Clubhouse. So I've taken a break. But when I was on Clubhouse actively, I actually co-hosted the New York City room. That was the New York City regulars. Uh, it was my friend Allie, who is a therapist, a very high-end therapist there in Manhattan. She lives in the on the main on the big island or the island of Manhattan. And uh, I was a co-host for her Good Morning New York City room on Clubhouse. So I've talked to her about this, <clears throat> and what I love about New Yorkers. Other than any other mother in the United States. Oh, look at this. Any other mother in the United States. I got a button now. I have a beep. Uh, did you guys hear the beep? Joe Eldorado, my brother. What's going on, man? So good to see you. So anyway, uh, is how's the volume and everything? Is it too loud? I guess I'm peeking there a little bit. <laughs> got a freaking gnat flying around my head. Uh where did this gnat come from? I just came from outside, so he must have come in. Yeah, I, I can censor myself now. You ready? You mother of a... How's that? So, uh, yeah, Death Death, uh, Death Watch 3 covered it pretty well. I haven't seen that, Joel Dorado, but even the old Charles Bronson movies, Death Wish, you know, is all kind of based around the, you know, the ghettos of New York and stuff. But anyway, um, God, where was I going with that? So... Oh, my friends of my, my New York friends. Now, what, what I will say is why I respect New York. This is one reason I expect, I respect New Yorkers because, uh, Allie, who's a New Yorker through and through, she is a, just as white, little affluent Jewish white girl as she could be. She's just amazing. Uh, but she's as lefty liberal as they come. And when I tell her, you know, the re the only reason that Manhattan or New York city is 
as nice as it is right now is because you had two Republicans, Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg, who came in there, mostly Rudy Giuliani, who all of the leftists, the liberal leftists, literally despise today. She's even made the comment about, oh, it's sad to what he turned out to be. You know what I mean? But, you know, back in 9-11, you know, he was America's mayor. But all of a sudden, everybody's went Looney Tunes and we're living in bizarro world. And now Rudy Giuliani's the bad guy. But anyway, uh, Rudy Giuliani came into New York City as mayor and he cleaned it up because he was a prosecutor before. And he ran his platform as mayor when he was when he was running for mayor. He ran the platform that he was going to clean up New York City. And I remember listening to him and just thinking, what a bunch of bull crap. Cause I, what a bunch of bullshit. Cause I had been to New York city and I knew that there was no hope for cleaning up New York city. I mean, it was a disaster. It was a dump ground. The dump, now granted, I liked going to New York city because there was something wild about this city that was just overrun with crime and criminals and prostitutes. I mean, back in the day, I mean, there was prostitutes everywhere, like uh, downtown, you know, or, or midtown, you know, they were just, they were just walking around in midtown. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with New York city and don't, don't know, a lot of people think that where times square is, they get confused if they don't know New York city or have never been, or they think where times square is, is they, they think that's downtown. But that's actually not downtown. That's Midtown. That's what's called Midtown. Now, where the World Trade Center is and where the old World Trade Center is, that's downtown. That's what's considered downtown Manhattan. And Midtown is where Times Square uh, is. It, so just to, just to uh, clarify that. And a lot of people don't understand that or know that. Uh, is the, how's the show? Is the signal okay? Because it's giving me continuously giving me a signal weak signal. It's not working. Hopefully you guys can see me. Okay. But anyway, uh, so, uh, you know, New York city was a, it was a mess. It was a disaster area. Uh, you know, and coming from Dallas, cause I was living in Dallas then Dallas was, you know, Dallas had its problems. I'm not going to say Dallas was perfect, but Dallas was clean, man. And unless you wanted to go to the ghetto, you could drive around in Dallas for a year and not even realize that there was really cracked out parts of Dallas. You know what I mean? But if you went to New York city, I mean, even the Island of Manhattan was crime ridden, crime infested, dirty trash everywhere. Uh, Times Square was disgusting. The trains or the, the subways were disgusting. Uh, it was just a disgusting place to be. If you liked, uh, you know, if you, if you liked the way urine smells, it was great. And Rudy Giuliani ran his platform that he was going to come in and he was going to clean up New York city. And I didn't believe it. I just didn't think there was any hope of anybody really cleaning up New York city. I just didn't see how that could be done because it was too far gone. It was a New York city is a monstrosity of a city. And I just couldn't see how there would be any police force without calling out like the national guard or the army or something to help clean it up. I just didn't see it happening. Lo and behold, Rudy Giuliani kept his, uh, he kept his campaign promise and he came in and a lot of people said, because he, you know, he instituted racist, uh, you know, some racist ideology with a police department with a stop and frisk thing. And, you know, uh, outlawed weapons and, and guns and those kind of things. But 
all of the things he done, it worked because he did. He cleaned up New York City. And if you looked at New York City before Rudy Giuliani, when Ed Koch was the mayor, it was a disaster. And it looked a lot like uh, it looked a lot like um, it really looked a lot like L.A. does now. There's actually an old uh, there's actually an old video. I wanted to see if I could find it. See if it was called the Park Riot. Uh, I can't remember what park it was. Uh, New York City. So there's an interview that Ed Koch did. Let's see. Ed Koch. Interview. See if we can find this. By this time, I'd have a producer, you know, I really thought I'd be big. I thought I'd be big time, have a producer, you know, like Joe Rogan. He can go, hey, Jamie, look that up. Here I am still, you know, just barely scraping by. Anyway, though, so there's this old Ed Koch video. And I want to show you this video because uh, the parks in New York City back in these back in those days even when i was there in the 90s it was just vagrants it was like a vagrant city all the parks the city parks they were just full of vagrants like people weren't going into the parks because the parks were like uh they were like a little homeless encampment cities is what the the city parks were they weren't they weren't a park where you like took and walked your dog or you took your kids or anything like that. Uh, you know, it's a funny thing because I remember like back when I first went to New York City, that's one thing I never saw is people out with their pets because I don't think people had any pets because there was no place to take them, to walk them, to use the restroom or anything unless you took them to Central Park. Now, Central Park was still very nice. Uh, there were little homeless encampments throughout Central Park, but Central Park is huge. So in whole Central Park, you could go to Central Park. But if you went to any of the smaller parks, they were just overrun with homeless people. Like they would have built benches and stuff. They would all be homeless people sleeping on those benches. And it was 24-7. It wasn't like, uh, you know, they woke up in the morning and the homeless people cleared out. No, they were there 24-7, which is what we have here in L.A. now. It's exactly the same thing as what was there. We have here in L.A. But anyway, let's check out this Ed Koch video because I want you guys to see uh, this and listen to his reaction about when the riot took place, about he was the mayor, he was not in town, and it's the police chief's responsibility, not the mayor. Listen to this. It was terrifying. There was bedlam. Let me see if I can get it started for you guys here because I do want you to see it. Uh... Split screen. Now we want the big one. Come on, man. Let's get one of the big. Oh, let's just go like this. Uh, there we go. It was terrifying. There was bedlam. <laughs> and it was a uh, police riot. Hopefully you guys can hear it okay. They just waded in. The Tompkins Square park, park, uh, which is a beautiful park, had been taken over. Look at this. By, look at these. Uh, look at these pictures, man. Pay attention. And drug users and uh, vagrants. And they uh, kept it going 24 hours a day. And, and this month was the mayor. Situation. He was the mayor. The uh, parks department um, closed the park at one o'clock in the morning. Doing nothing. Wait till one o'clock. That ultimately ensued. 
in what we are here to talk about, a riot. Cops uh, were subject to bottles thrown at them, people wanting to physically injure them, and there were uh, cops injured. Uh, they responded by clubbing people, sometimes clubbing the people who injured them, and sometimes innocent uh, people. They just... Okay, I'm going to stop and interrupt really quick because I want you guys to realize and understand that Ed Koch, that mother is sitting in the exact park where this took place. He's not sitting off somewhere else in New York City. He's sitting in this park where this riot took place when he was the mayor, when he was the Democratic, the far lefty Democratic mayor of New York City. This is what their parks look like. This is what our parks look like in L.A. today. Here we go. There were professionals there who caught much of the mayhem on camera. And it was uh, horrible. It was terrifying. I first found out about the uh, riot when I turned on the television sometime in the morning. I was not in the city on the uh, uh, night of the riot. And my fault. I had not been called about it. You know, the mayor is not the police commissioner. Yeah, he has no I'm responsibility. Cop? No, he's a Democrat. Uh, he's not going to take responsibility. Who knows uh, how to handle uh, crowd control? Yeah. It's ridiculous. You hire people who can do that. And uh, the fact is that those who were. And the New Yorkers did. They got rid of his ass and hired a Republican, Rudy Giuliani. And now he's setting his, his, his old ass right there where the park was a complete cluster. When he was the mayor and Rudy Giuliani came in, cleaned up New York City, and now he's sitting his ass there in a park he couldn't even get into when he was the mayor. And let's continue. ...in charge failed in their responsibility. It was a mess, but I think the city learned a lot from it. Oh, yeah, to get rid of you Democrats. Anything like that ever no, they didn't really learn because now they're getting a good, good uh, dose again. Park, uh, I see now... It's beautiful. see then. Women and children walking, talking, having no fear. No fear at all, because the, the Democrats weren't in charge. Side has changed. It's all changed. I think changed for, for the, the better. better. Oh yeah, for the better. And how did it change? New York City finally got tired of the bullshit and elected a Republican mayor, Rudy Giuliani, who came in and cleaned it all up. And uh, now uh, it's sliding back into chaos because they have another mayor that's exactly like Ed Koch. And the mayor that they have now, they're just repeating history. You know, they say history already always repeats itself. And, uh, you know, they're getting a good dose now of what they had. Uh, New York City is literally turning into the same dump ground it was during this, during that time when Ed Koch was the mayor. And it's, 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 it's really, you can't, I mean, it's, it's really what they deserve. You know what I mean? Frisco to Battery Park, Central Park. Yep, exactly. Random nomad. Any, any major metropolitan area in the United States that's run by far leftist progressives or far leftist Democrats is a complete cluster. I mean, it is. It's common sense. And I was just having this debate with Brandon, a guy on my Facebook who claims to not be 
of any political affiliation, but anytime he sees me uh, speaking out against the Democrats, he's the first one to, to run up and post on my Facebook. But, uh, you know, I told him he was saying that, you know, the problem he's originally from Sacramento, California. And, uh, he was saying like the, the homeless problem in California is all created by the mentally ill and, you know, no governor or no mayor could actually take care of it, you know, or no state could take care of this homeless problem that California has, you know, because it's all because of, you know, the way, uh, the, the mentally ill have been treated and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, nah, that don't fly with me, buddy. Come on camera. That don't fly with me, buddy. You know why? Because of Austin, Texas, Austin, Texas. That's what really woke me up was visiting Austin, Texas about four years ago. What the hell is going on? My freaking camera's not focusing. Austin, Texas, about four years ago when I was traveling around the country and uh, I pulled up in Austin, Texas and there were nothing but homeless encampments downtown and like 300 homeless people hanging out down around that shelter thing in downtown Austin. And man, I worked in Austin in the nineties and I never seen any homeless people ever anywhere in Austin. Maybe there might be one underneath an overpass, you know, on the outskirts of Austin or something, but I didn't see downtown Austin being overrun by homeless people. But then the light went off in my head, dude, little light bulb, little light bulb, because every time I'd go into a business and I'd start talking to somebody and they'd say, where are you from? And I'd be like, well, I'm from Texas, born and raised. But, you know, I've lived in California for like 15 years. And they're like, oh, are you moving to Austin? I'll be like, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, because we're having so many freaking Californians moving here and they're just ruining Austin. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, man, since they've moved here, man, homeless people are everywhere. House prices are skyrocketing. Uh, the price of everything, you got to pay 10 cents for your plastic bags at Walmart. The gas prices are through the roof. The home price. I was like, whoa, light bulb moment. And I realized that it was Democrat, Democrat far leftist ideology that causes these problems before I was under the, you know, the impression that, you know, just different places had different economic hardships. You know what I mean? Like LA is a much bigger place than like, say like Dallas or even, you know, Houston's pretty big, but you know, LA's different and because of the weather, you know, everybody always peddled that idea. Well, it's because of the weather, you know, everybody that ho is homeless here, it's because of the weather. Well, let me tell you something. Austin has a, load of homeless people and uh the weather's texas weather uh, austin has pretty much the same weather as dallas except that maybe a little bit more humid you know in central there and uh around austin the hill country i don't know but you know it's it's texas weather you know one minute it's uh 90 degrees the next minute it's 50 that's texas weather but austin homeless epidemic homeless epidemic if you look uh see if I can does the work here. So I'll show you something really quick. Um, let's, let's look at this. I think most of you have probably seen this. I mean, it's no secret. Let's pull up. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to images, not videos. What the, Oh, I'm on YouTube. Do, do, do. Uh, okay.
I'll show you guys something. If we can find the right one. I saw it just before I started the show. Eh, this one will probably work. So let's do a screen share. There we go. So here, here is here is L.A. So you can see all of these homeless encampments, uh, these little tent cities. And then if you go up here and Jesus. Are you kidding me? Is that your URL long enough, Microsoft? I'm using their web browser. So now you go Austin, Texas, homeless. Crisis. And then you go images. Bam! Look at that. Look at that. Looks just like LA. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's let's don't stop there. Let's check out some more of these uh, far leftist progressive cities, which Austin didn't used to be. I mean, it was always a little weird. They always called Austin weird, you know, uh, but let's go to see, uh, uh, or, you know, we could do San Fran. I can't spell. All right. Oh, And I got a new keyboard. There we go. There you, now, you, now you got San Francisco. So now we're LA, Austin, Texas, San Francisco. Where are we going to go next? Where we want to go next? Okay. Okay. Let's go to uh, Seattle. Look at that. Another homeless. Well, look at that. Would you, where, what do these cities have in common? Tell me. And let's see, let's go to Portland. It's another one, right? Now, would you look at that? How about that? Now, almost every city in the United States is run now by Democrats, but not all of these cities have these homeless crises. And reason being is because um, they're not run by far, super far leftist progressives. When you have this progressive element in your government, then you're going to end up with a homeless crisis. And Austin, Texas is a perfect example of that. Over the years, over the past decade, the last 10 years, from 2010 probably to now, you've had a massive, massive, massive amount of far leftist Californians who no longer can afford to live in California move to Austin, Texas. Now, you've also had a lot of conservatives. My buddy Joe Eldorado there is exact. He's one of he's one of them. But Joe Eldorado is the kind of Californian that needs to move to Texas because Joe Eldorado is I believe he's a libertarian like myself. But I know for a fact, Joe Eldorado loves his guns, loves his freedom, and, uh, you know, doesn't like big government, the same as me. And that's the reason he moved to Austin, Texas. And if those Californians would all move to Austin, Texas, it would be a beautiful thing. But the problem is, is you've got the latte sipping, 
far left progressive soy boys, you know, and their rainbow flag, they're all moving to Austin, Texas, and they're turning Austin, Texas into a homeless encampment. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's the forest for the trees, uh, and it's common sense. And if you ask any Democrat about it, just about, they will literally, you know, oh, it's not a political thing. It's no political. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with that. They'll make up every excuse in the book, uh, to why they're not at fault that their far leftist progressive ideology doesn't cause this when that's exactly what causes it. Exactly. Joe Eldorado says, let's put his uh, comment up. Joe Eldorado says, I had to, I had a burn. Oh, I had a bum in downtown Austin tried to get in my car while at a red light. I had to pull out my pistol and pointed at him. He got polite really quick and took off. And see, that's the difference between Austin, Texas and LA. Uh, most people in LA don't have a pistol and, uh, there are literally homeless people everywhere. And it's absolutely, that's a, that's an LA story right there that happened in Austin, Texas. So here's what happened to me, uh, just a few days ago, uh, today, let's see, when was this? I think it was this weekend. What day was it? I think it might've been Saturday. Pretty sure it was Saturday. It might have been Friday or Saturday, but I had to go to the bank. So I went to the bank and while I was over at my bank, I rode my one wheel over there, which I'm in love with. Uh, but I rode my one wheel to the bank, which is like a skateboard. It's like electric skateboard, but it's just got this one big fat, like go-kart wheel. So I get over there. And one thing about when I go to the bank, on my one wheel or anytime I go to the bank over there, there's a grocery store. So I will get my pet food for my dog and I will get some, you know, deodorant or whatever I need, some monster energy drinks to keep me going. Or, uh, the other thing I do is there's a Popeye's chicken right there. So I will stop in Popeye's chicken and grab me a chick, grab me some chicken. Cause I love some Popeye's. I know it's not good for you and it's a heart attack in a box, but with that red beans and rice and a little honey on that biscuit and man, I'm in New Orleans, even though it's just crappy fast food, but there's a Popeye's there. So every time I go over there, I hit the Popeye's. Thanks. Uh, random nomad. I appreciate it, man. I love my one wheel. You know, I'll get into that in a second. Let me finish this story. But anyway, so I go into the Popeye's to get my fried chicken and I go in there and sure enough, as soon as I walk in, I kind of rode the one wheel out around. And I was like, oh man, son of a mother bitch bullshit. The dining room's still closed. The dining room's closed. But I wanted my chicken. So I was like, I'm not going to, hey, it's a beautiful day. It's California. Oh, well. So I go in, I get my chicken and lo and behold, you know, if you do, I'm on a one wheel. I can't go out to the car and eat it. So what do I got to do? I got to go find a place to just park my butt on a sidewalk or a curb somewhere and eat my food. Or I hold on to it, you know, for the 20, 30 minutes or whatever until I get back to my office here in studio and then I can eat it. But I was starving. So I rode around the parking lot looking for a decent place to sit and eat. And there was a Skechers store that had like a little a uh, grassy area with some steps with like a back, uh, like a side door. And it was kind of off. There was a public sidewalk there in a the street, but it was kind of tucked back under some trees. I was like, okay, this will work. The first place I found was just on a curb right out in the sun. And I didn't even get set down and realize, Oh, this place isn't going to work. 
So I moved over to the other place. Well, lo and behold, I get over there and I don't even get set down and get my chicken out of the box. And here comes a homeless guy. And he doesn't ask me for anything. He doesn't say anything. He just literally walks up and just stands there and looks at me. He's just standing there and look at me. And he's this, this is not like an older 60, 70 year old guy. This is like probably a 22, 24, 25 year old kid. Uh, you know, and he's just standing there just staring, you know, like, uh, in, in like, uh, He's going to intimidate me to offer him some chicken or he didn't look, you know, he didn't, he didn't come off as friendly. You know, he didn't come off, you know, if he had come over and like stood there and went, man, who that just smelled good, man, you know, or something like that. I might've went, oh fuck. Okay. You know, here, here's a piece of chicken, which I only got a two piece. Right. And I'm starving. Uh, but he just stands there, just stands there and scowls at me like, oh man, you're going to give me some of that chicken. And, uh, I was waiting for him to get, I was waiting for him to get froggy. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I am hostile as a mother to these, these, uh, these, these homeless people that think they can come up and intimidate you. They think that you're scared of them because there are a lot of people that are scared of them. I will tell you on this podcast, I have left a couple of them face down in the street when they've attacked me. Uh, one about four years ago over by the Pico, uh, over by, uh, I was getting off, uh, American horror story. I'd been working all day. I'd put in like a 15, 16 hour day. And I was working back to my, uh, RV Bertha from the Fox lot, uh, on Pico Boulevard, which was about a mile and a half. I used to park about a mile and a half from the lot was the closest parking place I could find, which was at the four Oh five in Pico Boulevard. It's like two or three o'clock in the morning, man. I just got off work. I'm walking down the street. I I can tell you how long ago it was. I have two phones, so this is my phone. But this is the phone that I had at that time. It was a it's an iPhone 6s Plus, and it was brand new. I'd only had it for a few days, maybe a couple of weeks. And I'm walking down the street, like you shouldn't do, but you know. It, I was out there by myself. There was nobody. I mean, every, it was a ghost town. And I'm walking along looking at my phone, you know, uh, just on my phone because uh, I'm by myself, uh, which is not the smartest thing to do because any time in the city, you should always know what your surroundings are so you don't become a victim. But anyway, I'm just walking along and looking at my phone and I come to this intersection. And as I come to the intersection, you know, in California, we stop if the light's red until the walk sign goes to go. And as I come to the intersection, I look up and I reach over to hit the button on the pole to change the walk sign. And this foot, there's a foot. I'm going to, it can't come from this because my, but this foot comes sliding across and I catch it out of the corner of my eye. And I can see it's like a tennis shoe in a split second. I realize it's a tennis shoe and I just kind of leaned back a little bit and the foot comes across and hits me, hits me right here and knocks my phone flying out of my hand. My phone goes flying across the sliding across the, the sidewalk. And within a split second, I knew exactly what was going on. I was being attacked. And so this, dude that thinks he's like, uh, you know, the last samurai or something, this black dude did a very nice front kick, uh, you know, a high front kick, like his foot was way up in the air. Like he was trying to kick me in the side of the head. And I just luckily moved back just enough for he missed me. Uh, or he probably would have caught me in the side of the head. 
I know he would have, but because he missed me because I moved back just in the, the nick of time, he missed me and he had thrown that kick with such power and such pizzazz that when I moved back and his foot missed me, he wasn't expecting that. So it threw him off balance and he went he he stumbled because of his leg, because of his momentum. He went stumbling with his head down, you know, towards falling. And like a cowboy, you know what I mean? Like a wrestling a steer. As soon as he went by me, I just eh, wrapped. I just landed on his back, wrapped my arm right up underneath his throat right here. Not, not, bitch. He went sleepy, sleepy. And then when he was on the ground... I'm not going to say what that was, but he got a good bit of that to the side of the head. And then I picked up my phone, looked at the couple of scratches on the new scratches on the screen, brushed my phone off, walked to my rig. No, I didn't call the cops. I handled it. And he went sleepy, sleepy on the sidewalk. Now I would have loved to have seen it when he woke up. Cause I know his head, the side of his head. Cause you know, the, when I did that, I don't know if you guys know what I was doing, but if he had been, a, if his head had been a soccer ball. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And uh, you know, I just walked onto my rig. I was still pissed about the scratches on my screen. Luckily I got back to my rig and remembered, Oh yeah. When I bought this phone, I had him put the little protective screen on it. So sure enough, uh, you know, I ended up, pulling that protective screen off and putting a new screen on it and the scratches went away, but uh, he went sleepy, sleepy. And then the second time this happened, or the, actually that was the second time. The first time it happened to me uh, that I got attacked by one of these uh, hostile homeless people. I was literally, this is the best one. I like playing soccer too. Yeah. Joe Odorado. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I mean, I, I literally had to stop myself because I could have, I could have soccer balled his head into, uh, him, you know, testing the room temperature challenge. You know what I mean? Cause I was pretty upset, but I gave him about maybe two or three really good ones. Um, but the first time this happened to me in LA, I was, uh, getting attacked by a homeless, hostile homeless person. I was literally going to, it was crazy. I lived in Long Beach. I lived in downtown Long Beach. And this was probably about 2011. This was back when this whole homeless epidemic thing really started taking shape in LA. And we started seeing things and we were going, huh, this is weird. Because, you know, there's always been homeless people, but it, you know, most of the time we were always compassionate of them. We, you know, there was like an old homeless lady that lived in my alley, Hispanic homeless lady, didn't speak English. And I used to cook myself food and would cook enough for her. And I'd take it out and give it to her because I felt so bad for her. But she was just this little old, older Hispanic woman that was probably in her late sixties. She was, you know, and she was overweight, but she just slept in my alley. You know, those are different, you know, and that's a different type of homeless person. So anyway, I was going to, I could actually look this up on my Facebook because I was going to like the IAMA convention uh, in downtown uh, Los Angeles at the Staples Center, which was the International Allegiance Mixed Martial Arts uh, Convention, whatever. I can't remember exactly what the initials were. I can't even remember when it was going on. 
It was like the I, my friend Miss Ra Ra. She was one of the promoters of it. But anyway, uh, that was back when I was pretty heavily into the mixed martial arts scene. So um I was still shooting the UFC. I think I'd shot like UFC 104, 106, like not too long before that. And we it was actually at the Staples Center. So uh anyway, I grabbed the train from downtown Long Beach instead of driving. I decided, shit, I'll just take the train because it gets it stops right there at the Staples Center. So there's no reason to have to drive and fight LA traffic. So I grab the train like 10 o'clock in the morning and ride over, get off at the Staples Center, go to the convention, have a great time at the convention, come out of the convention, and uh, I go to get back on the train to go back to Long Beach, and I get to the platform, which is where I had gotten off at to go to the convention. I get to the platform, and there's this ginormous black homeless dude. And I mean, this guy was probably about six, 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 five, six, six. He was huge. And he was just wearing a dirty, dirty white t-shirt that was like, he'd been wearing it so long. It was like a coffee Brown and just a pair of jeans and a pair of sneakers. And he's not really saying anything to anyone. He's just approaching people like really aggressively, but not saying anything, just like kind of coming up and standing on people. Right. Well, there was this one really pretty little girl, little Hispanic girl that was standing there on the platform with us. And there was myself, this girl who was probably, I want to say she was 19 to 24 and she was really pretty. Uh, so that was bad. That was immediately like a huge red flag. She's taking the train here. Uh, so she was down for me probably about 15, 20 foot, like three, four car links from me. Uh, and then there was two Hispanic guys and we were all riding single. Nobody was together. I was by myself. The girl was by herself and the other two Hispanic guys were behind themselves. Well, there was a young Hispanic guy that was closer to the, to this Hispanic, really pretty girl. And he was a younger dude too. He was probably 20, 21, 22, 23 as well. And he's kind of like, this LA macho Hispanic, you know, I'm a homeboy, you know, I can handle myself kind of dude, but he was dressed very well. He had new jeans on new white tennis shoes back when that whole white tennis shoe thing was the fad and, you know, his LA shirt and, you know, uh, but anyway, so the, the homeless dude first goes after this one older Hispanic guy that was probably a little older than me at the time. And that guy just basically grabs his stuff and like runs backwards and, you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the homeless dude, uh, didn't see any confrontation there. So he just kind of turns around and he ends up going directly to the girl. And so now I'm like, Oh, here we go. And so he goes to the girl and she starts freaking out and he doesn't touch her, but he just walks right up on her and he's like looking down at her. And I look across at the other kid, the younger Hispanic kid, and he's looking at the homeless dude and I'm waiting for him to say something because I'm like, okay, the two of us, we could probably take this dude. So if he decides to go, I'll go and we'll, we'll, we'll wreck this guy. He's a big dude, but we'll wreck him. And, uh, the younger Hispanic dude, nobody liked what this dude was doing to this girl. So I knew 
eventually I was going to have to say something, especially if he touched her right now, he wasn't touching her, but I wasn't speaking up. I was looking at this younger Hispanic dude who looked like he wanted to be a gangster. So I'm like, be a gangster, dude. Now's your chance. And he does speak up and he goes, Hey man, why don't you leave her alone, bro? Why don't you leave her alone, man? Go do something else, man. Why are you picking on a girl? You know? And he started that, that deal. And I agreed with him, you know, like, yeah, bro, what you can do something else. Go being a dick. And immediately the dude, the big dude goes right after him. And I mean, he goes after him and the dude, the, the little Hispanic, he's running around on the platform. Right. And I'm like, Oh boy, you know, this is not going to be good. Cause this guy evidently can't fight or something. And, uh, he ends, I can't, this is a long time ago. I can't remember exactly how everything transpired, but the little dude ran off the platform. The little Hispanic dude ran off the platform and the guy runs back up on the platform and grabs the girl, grabs her. And as soon as he grabbed her, I said, Hey mother, let her go, dude, stop, chill out. And so he let her go immediately. And now he's coming towards me. He's after me. So I'm like thinking to myself, okay, well this little dude ran away. So he's not going to help out here. So it's just me. It's just, it's just us. And so he's coming towards me and I'm just backing up. I'm just walking backwards. And I can't remember exactly how I got off on that guy. But I, I, I can't remember exactly what I did, but I don't, I didn't punch him. I think I leg kicked him in the leg is what I think I did. That's exactly what I did. I leg kicked him in the leg. And if you've never been really leg kicked in the leg, you have no idea how stunning that pain is. And I was scared when I kicked him that he was on drugs, like, you know, like PCP or people on PCP or, you know, some kind of narcotic that, that numbs them. It numbs their soul. So they feel no pain. So I kicked him so hard because he was so tall that I thought if I kicked him hard enough, it would throw him off balance and he would fall down. And then my plan was as soon as he stumbled or fell, I was going to push him to the ground and then get on top of him because people don't understand like in jujitsu, you know, they teach you like, it doesn't matter how big somebody is. Once the two people are on the ground, you're the same size. And it's the person with the, the person with the skills on the ground, that's going to more likely win that competition once both parties are on the ground. So all I wanted to do was try to get, try to figure out a way to hit him and get him on the ground. So I leg kicked him right above his knee. If this is his knee, I leg kicked him right here. Cause I wanted his knee to buckle and I wanted it, you know, hopefully to tear some ligaments or something like that to where he would, you know, go down and my camera won't focus again. Come on camera. Uh, and he didn't go down, but it hurt him tremendously. It stunned him. He wasn't expecting that. And he froze when I kicked him, he froze. And as I kicked him and he froze, the train was not that far away from us. So when he, when I kicked him, he just like went and just stood there. And in that split second, Cause I'd already had it in my mind that I was going to push him. So in that split second, cause I wanted to push him to the ground, but because he just kind of bent over, he didn't like fall or anything like that. He just like stopped with all of my power. I just, whoosh, 
I heaved his ass off that platform. And it was so crazy because the platform that we were on, any of you LA locals down by the Staples Center, you could drive down there right now and look at this. That platform is about six to eight foot off the ground. On one side of it, you can walk right out on the street, but the backside of the platform is where the trains pull up and it's a drop off. I mean, it's a big drop off. And when I pushed him, he didn't land on his feet. Let's just say that. And he just kind of right out there. And the craziest thing about it is I could have gotten really big trouble because just as I pushed him, he lands out there, but the train pulls up. And I didn't know if he got run over by the train or not because the train didn't stop, if that makes sense. So, but as soon as the train pulled up, I pushed him and the train pulled up and all of us just stepped on the train like nothing happened. And we didn't say a word to each other. Nobody thanked me. Nobody said anything. Even the kid that had ran away, he had come back up. And we all just, as soon as the train pulled up, we all just stepped on and uh, took off. Oh, you know what? The train was coming this way because it was coming from downtown LA to go to Long Beach. So it didn't come this way. That would have been going towards downtown. It was coming this way. So it wouldn't have ran over him because I pushed him this way off the train that way. So yeah, we all just stepped on the train. I didn't say anything. Nobody said anything. Uh, just act like it didn't happen. But that's the kind of shit you deal with living in New York. I mean, living in LA nowadays, which is exactly what they used to deal with in New York. Ground and pound, right on, random nomad. So anyway, we're running up on an hour here. Uh, not going to run too much over an hour, I don't think. But I just wanted to jump on and uh, give an update on what's going on. So I'm, I'm conflicted when it comes to the, um, when it comes to the, uh, uh, the Twitch contract, uh, the affiliate contract. Because if I, I'm really close to getting to, you have to, just like YouTube, you have to go through these different things to be able to get affiliated, to be a Twitch affiliate, to run ads and make money being a Twitch streamer, playing games, which is crazy to me that you can play video games and get paid. But, you know, I've always struggled with the niche here on YouTube and I like to play Call of Duty. I like to play video games. So if I could get paid to do that, there's my niche. You know what I mean? Uh, but so, but the problem is if I sign a contract uh, and become a Twitch affiliate, you can't stream. Yeah, it's an exclusivity contract. I won't be able to stream on any other platform. I won't be able to stream on YouTube, Facebook, only on Twitch will I be able to live stream. So that may be coming down the pike because, uh, you know, like I've said, this is kind of a hobby for me, but then I do do it. I spent a lot of money on this stuff, uh, to be able to do this podcast. And I, I did it with the hopes of someday making a return, uh, because I would like to make enough money that I don't have to work, work. You know, if I, if I was making an, if the podcast had been successful enough a year ago, uh, I would have got out of LA. Because the only reason I'm in LA is because this is where I can work from time to time and make a little bit of money. It's where my job is. But, you know, if this thing would make enough money, it'd make as much money as I make from doing that, I'd get the hell out of LA. But that's the reason I'm still in, in LA, because I can work a few days a month and make my bills and my overhead. Uh, Random Nomad says, if you do let me know, I'll go over to Twitch. Thank you, Random Nomad. I really appreciate that. 
But just to let you guys know, I've been racking my brain on like how I was going to do this. I was thinking about turning this channel into my gaming channel, but I don't want to do that. It's not a gaming channel. I never made this to be a gaming channel. So I'm probably going to start a gaming YouTube channel because most of the Twitch streamers, basically what they do is they play the game and then they take their highlights and then they post them on their YouTube, their YouTube uh, they, they'll have a YouTube page that they post their highlights and stuff on. So I have another page that I've never used, another YouTube channel that I've literally never used. I created it years ago. It's called Rav TV. I'll probably change the name of it to like a nomad instead of American nomad, a just the letter a, and then nomad. And I'll probably just use that. Uh, I don't know. Or I may change this back to Rav Holly. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't never make up my freaking mind and my camera won't. There it goes. Uh, Joe Eldorado says, hashtag me too. Thanks guys. I really appreciate that. So we'll, we'll see, but uh, you know, I mean, there some uh, Matilda, I think was asking me about, or no, I think it was Eve, Brooklyn, Eve Bulldog, Brooklyn Bulldog. She was asking me about the YouTube and if I started another channel, could I get monetized? And I just want to set the record straight that, you know, if I would, tone down the political stuff on this, uh, I could, you know, I could actually, you know, uh, I could resubmit to get remonetized on this channel. But the last podcast I did, the last one or two I did, I can't remember which one it was, I struggled with something to talk about because the stuff that I'm passionate about is po political crap. You know what I mean? Like the son of Sam, you know, that I think everybody should watch that to see what New York City used to be. Because nobody realizes if they're, you know, 35 years and younger, they have no idea what New York City really used to look like. I mean, think about it. Like 9-11, those kids are 20 years old now. If they were born on, you know, 9-11, 2001. They're 20 years old now. So, you know, uh, that's that's why I think everybody should watch that documentary. It's a great documentary as well. Um uh, all of I love all of those crime documentaries that are in this crime series on Netflix. You should watch all of them if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're into real crime drama, and I know a lot of people are. I've watched every single one of them, I think. I've watched the Ted Bundy. I watched uh, the Night Stalker. I watched the one uh, with the uh, hotel that's downtown L.A. The uh, Oh, my God, what the hell is it called? Can't think of the name of the hotel now. It's a very famous hotel. Even the Night Stalker stayed there. So yeah, if you, if you haven't checked out, if you have a Netflix, if you have Netflix and you haven't checked it out, check it out. Cause they're, they're, they're really good. But anyway, uh, let's see, even liberal. Yes, they are a uh, random nomad. Very true. And I think there's going to be a lot of pushback because a lot of people, uh, are getting fed up with this, you know, wokeness. They're just getting sick of it. And, and I'm not talking about just, you know, conservatives. I'm seeing, I'm seeing people on the left too saying it's enough, dude, this is enough. If you're on this whole woke, uh, agenda, you're gonna, you're gonna push that agenda until you're going to start getting pushed back. And it's not going to be Trump, just Trump supporters. It's going to be everybody because people are sick and tired of the bullshit. They're just sick and tired of it. Like with myself, uh, if I go out anywhere and I'm in a public uh, place and there's a whole bunch of people in there and I'm trying to get to the bathroom, I'm just going to say I'm a woman. I'm, I'm, I identify as a woman right now and I need to go pee. So let me get by, you know, let me get in the women's bathroom. You know what I mean? Cause I identify as, a, don't you question me. 
call me ma'am, refer to me as ma'am. But anyway, uh, the thing about it is, is I can, I should be able to game and play on Twitch and just do my thing. It's funny because if you go to my Twitch, Twitch, Twitch page right now, I just streamed last night. I wasn't even going to stream. It wasn't a scheduled stream. I just decided to do a stream uh, playing some modern warfare instead of Warzone. And it's so crazy the rampant racism that that is on that you get with games. It's always been that way. It, it's not like it's something new. But I'm playing, I have a voice changer now. I don't know if it'll work now. I may have to have like my OBS working. Let me see if it works. Can everybody hear me? Do I, I should sound like a little kid. Oh, yeah, it's working. So I have a voice changer now. We can get, and now I'm a demon. So anyway, this is what I have when I'm playing games. And then I have some T-Pain. I'm in love with a stripper. Dollar bills, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills. Oh, yeah. And now I am the American Nomad. The podcast guy. So anyway, yeah, I have my little voice changer now. I have my stream deck, everything all set up for my stream. And uh, it was pretty crazy because I was playing with these kids last night. And I was using my voice changer. It was pretty funny. I was making them laugh uh, because I do do the little baby voice, this one right here. And they think it's pretty hilarious, especially when I'll say something like, son of a bitch, get him, you know. They think it sounds pretty funny. So the, oh, they all start laughing, but then they start using the N word. And if you go to my Twitch page, you, I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to get in trouble here, but they start saying the N word, all of them, they just start saying it. And it's, I guess it's because it's a taboo word now. So the kids are going to say whatever they're not supposed to say. So they're just saying the N word. They're just all saying it. And so I did in the baby voice. I'm like, oh, wow. You guys use the N word. You guys are gangsters. And so they all start laughing. And then I got killed like two seconds afterwards. And I'm like, uh, I said, oh, shit, I got blew up by a, I ran, I just ran over a landmine or, or a, a claymore or something like that. And they all busted out laughing. So it was pretty funny. Uh, but the point is, is, uh, you know, with all of this racism, racism, racism talk, Dude, if you get on any platform where it can't be, you know, like you read it, it used to be Reddit, but now Reddit, you know, the, 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 the lefties have cracked down on it, you know, on Reddit, cause that's what Reddit was all about. And then you had a uh, 4chan uh, and then 8chan, you know, there's all kinds of racist crap on both of those sites, on all three of those sites, but you know, it can be uh critique or uh, curtailed or whatever, whatever the, you know, it could be a, uh, it's the word I'm looking for where they just, they get rid of it. They moderate it. But in modern warfare or in war zone, uh, they can't, you're talking to each other on a mic. So you're live. People are going to say whatever they want to say. And most of the time people don't realize it's being streamed because you're usually just playing with different people that are just playing themselves. It's only a few streamers, even though there's thousands of Twitch streamers and gaming streamers on Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming now and Twitch gaming, uh, which is Twitch has always been gaming, but there's thousands of streamers. But when it comes down to it, you know, when you have thousands of people playing uh, these games, they're usually, they're not used to playing with somebody that's actually streaming. 
So when they're talking and saying the N word or the F fat word or any of those words, they don't realize it's being recorded. So I just thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, and then here's something funny on the war zone side of um, uh, Call of Duty, COD. So war zone, if you guys don't understand, modern warfare is one part of the Call of Duty game. And then you have war zone, which is the battle royale multiplayer that's free. You don't even have to pay for it. It's free. If you got a PlayStation, an Xbox or a PC, you can just download it from the Internet and start playing. So you have ever Tom, Dick and Harry playing it which modern warfare you have to buy. It's like $59.99. Uh, and every now and then they'll go on sale for $39.99. So you have a different element playing modern warfare than playing Warzone because everybody can play Warzone. If they have an S Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, all you got to do is have an internet connection, download it, and you're playing. It don't cost you any money. Uh, it costs you money if you buy upgrades and different weapons and things like that. But you can play forever for free. But they had this thing to where when you're in the battle, you're battling, battling, battling. And if you're on a team, you, you can communicate with your teammates, but you can't communicate to the, all the other 150 players, right? You just communicate with your teammates. It's the same in modern warfare, but they had this thing after the season three update, or it's always been this way, kind of that as soon as the battle is over, everybody that's playing your mics, it goes into like an open mic. So everybody can talk. So it was so funny because I guess Activision didn't see this coming, you know, when they, when they, you know, designed the game, they probably just never had an idea that this would happen, but you know, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's human nature, I guess, or I don't know what you would call it, but as soon as the game would be over and it would go into open mic, you would have everybody that was playing the game just insulting each other with the most heinous insults. You heard the N word, the F word, F you, you mother, F you, you black, that, I mean, the most disgusting, uh, what, uh, the most disgusting prejudiced, I'm not going to say, um, uh, Right. Well, yeah, racist. I mean, it's racist too, but people are just insulting each other. And it's always been that way in the gaming community. Like people have always been insulting each other because it's just, you know, what happens in gaming. And, uh, so what they did, it's so funny. Cause I thought, you know, when, when it was happening, I was like, man, this can't, this has got to be crazy. Cause you know, the people at Activision that designed the game, they're here. They know this is going on. And they can't, you know, they're all woke liberals, you know what I mean? And it's their game. And all of a sudden you got somebody going, you fuck, man, you, fit, you, you black, you, you, you know what I mean? They've got to be losing their mind. I, I would love to sit in a boardroom as a fly on the wall and just watch them rolling around, you know, in pain when they listen to what's being said in their game, you know, because they all, they all got to be just like, oh God, oh no, they're saying the N word and the, oh God, they probably are losing it. You know what I mean? I just, I, I think it's hilarious, but lo and behold, like a week, week and a half, two weeks ago, they disabled that. So now at the end of a game, it's just deathly quiet. You can't, there's no talking with anybody. You can't talk to anybody, even your own teammates anymore. It's crazy. You know, that's, that's the way it goes. They don't want anybody saying anything that might be offensive. All right, guys. Well, we're about eight minutes past the hour. God, this was a pretty good podcast. I had fun.
Well, I was going to say is like the last podcast I did, you know, I struggled with that podcast uh, and it kind of, uh, I'm not going to say it was depressing, but it was, uh, I don't know, I was a little lost because I just couldn't figure out like, uh, you know, that last podcast, I just didn't really know what to talk about after I was trying to do it. And, you know, it was a little painful to be able to find things to talk about. So I just said, well, I'm not going to do it until I can figure it out. So with, if I don't take the Twitch affiliate thing, I will be doing the show again. I'm going to try to get back on the horse and do this show again on YouTube Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it will also try to rebroadcast. I'll try to rebroadcast it to Facebook and Twitch both uh, until I may sign that exclusivity contract with Twitch. And then if I do that, uh, I've been recording some like, uh, you know, the stuff I used to do, like uh, box uh, uh, unboxing videos, uh, you know, when equipment, when I buy equipment and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I just got a brand new keyboard. And uh, I want to tell you guys something really quick. I'm going to make a YouTube video about this. Don't buy new stuff. Do not buy new stuff. I learned this a long time ago with cameras. So this camera up here that I'm shooting this on is a Sony a7 II. So I bought this camera, the a7 II. Come on, which it usually, it usually does pretty good. Uh, I bought this a7 II as soon as the a7 III came out and I bought it used. And I think if you went and bought a new one, I think they were $15.99 still. I got this one with extra batteries, a battery grip, which makes it a lot bigger. I got it with a extra batteries, battery grip, and a lens for 800 bucks. When this camera was selling for $14.99, uh, brand new. It was either $14.99 or $15.99. So don't buy new stuff. People are always worried about the used market. And uh, I mean, you can buy new, but I'm just saying don't buy it like from. So the, my point is, is I found this keyboard from this wholesaler here. So this is the little uh, rest thing that goes around, right? This is RGB. So this lights up with different colors. And this is your, your wrist guard thing. And then this is the keyboard itself. And it's got, this thing works on a magnet. All you got to do is just, it's got a little magnet right there and you just plug it in just pop it on and it lights up. And then this is the keyboard. So this is a, yeah, it won't focus. This keyboard, I've never had a really, really outstandingly fancy, nice keyboard. And I decided, you know what? I've never really had like a, you know, I'll just buy like a little Amazon basics or something like that to get by with. And I just decided that I was really going to go all out and get a really, a real, a, a, if I could find one and this keyboard at best buy is $236. So I wasn't going to pay that for it, but I found it, uh, for like 85 bucks, uh, with this wholesaler here in California. And, uh, I got it. It's got a little bit of, it has a little bit of, it's got this little thing right here where the padding is weird. And that was why it was discounted so much, but it came just in the box. I unboxed it, everything. And, uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot, but I have another keyboard, my old keyboard, which was until I got this one was the fanciest keyboard I ever had had. And it was $30. And this is a Red Dragon gaming keyboard. And I want to say 
This thing right here, this red dragon, you can find them on eBay for like 25, 30 bucks. It's been an amazing keyboard and it's actually quieter than the $239 keyboard. So you can't go wrong with a red dragon, but if you want to get like, this is what the keyboard I have now is it's called a razor huntsman elite. And it's, it's, there's two different, there's a, a Corsair and this huntsman are supposedly the two top gaming keyboards in the world. So I got the razor cause I like the, I never thought I would say this, but I've gotten all into this freaking RGB lighting stuff. This, you know, the glowy lights. Uh, so all my stuff lights up now. See the mouse. My mouse is always lit up, but this RGB, I used to think it looks so freaking feminine. I'm not going to say gay because, you know, I'm trying to change my ways a little bit as well and not use it as insult. But I used to think they, I would see these people, these gamers with all this fluorescent glowing mouses and keyboards and stuff and just think, oh my God, like what is up with all that? I'm there. I'm that person now. I'm all into the RGB and changing everything out. I got a new mouse pad with RGB around it. But what started it all is, so I've got a new computer here. I can't pick it up and show it to you guys, but I got a new computer here. And, uh, you know, it goes right back into don't buy new stuff. I was looking at new computers and they were the ones that I wanted in the range that I wanted for gaming, they were three grand, 25, 2,200 to $3,000. Uh, another thing is I've always been a, uh, Intel person. I've always had like a, even from the old Pentiums. I remember when the AMD come out and it was like people that bought AMD were the people that couldn't afford to get a Pentium or couldn't afford to get an Intel, like an i5, i3, i5, i7. And I always wanted to try to get an i7. An i5 made, I wanted an i7. Now I have an Alienware sitting here that was an i5, but it was just because they, you know, it was what I found that I could afford was an i5. And that was my old gaming system. But I really started looking around and I found out that when it comes to streaming, that AMD is the king. The AMD Ryzen is the king of streaming. I had no idea. So I was looking at getting an, a new Intel uh, i7, uh, 10, the 10, you know, the, the, you know, a 10,700, not a 9,700, a 10,700, uh, I seven. And then I just lo and behold, stumbled on a couple of YouTube videos from streamers. And they started talking about like, if you're going to be a streamer, you need like a, you need a Ryzen cause they have more cores. You need a Ryzen, you need an AMD Ryzen. So I was like, what? AMD Ryzen is like the generic crap that people that can't afford an Intel buys. Lo and behold, I had to do my homework and found out, no, Ryzen, if you're going to be a streamer, you need a, if you really want to have a, uh, a powerhouse computer for streaming, it needs to be an AMD Ryzen. So I started looking around and, you know, like a Ryzen 5, which is older now, that'd be like a 2017, a Ryzen 5, 2017 model. They're $1,100. Because people know this because people want to be streamers. They're like $1,100. And then if you get up to like a Ryzen 7, well, now you're $1,500. If you get up to a brand new, just released Ryzen 9, $2,000 plus. Two, 2000 or plus. So I'm like, man. But I just kept looking. Hey, English Bulldog Eve, so good to see you. 
I'm just going guys. Uh, I was going to do this for an hour, but since it's, you know, basically for Twitch now, I don't really care. I'm trying to get my hours in on Twitch, but I'm not going to go much longer. But anyway, uh, so Horizon nine was, you know, way out of my budget. Cause I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was looking to spend less than a thousand, but get something that would be adequate enough that I could use for streaming, but I wanted it to be a Ryzen. And so I was looking around at Ryzen 7s. Now, luckily, I have a GPU. If you guys don't know, like GPUs, the graphics cards, they have went through the roof because they use them for mining Bitcoin and stuff like that. So like uh, these new graphic cards that come out that were supposed to be $500, these new RTX, like a 3070, uh, when it was released by uh, GeForce, they were supposed to be like, retail for $599 or $499 or something like that, right? They're selling for like $2,000 because everybody wants one. So there's this huge shortage because of the, the pandemic because they're not being built. So they're going for astronomical amounts of money. So people are selling piece or people are buying PCs or getting PCs or just taking their PC and taking the graphics card out of it and just selling the graphics card and making a shit ton of money. And then they just have a computer to sell because it doesn't have a graphics card in it. So they'll sell the computer pretty cheap because it doesn't really have a decent graphics card in it, right? So I caught on to that. So I started looking at computers that were, you know, they would say needs a GPU. Well, people aren't buying those computers a lot because GPUs are so freaking expensive. But I have a little, it's not a great GPU. It's called a GTX it's a GTX 1650 Super. Now, I paid $100, I think $100, $100, $150 for that graphics card like a year ago when I started first trying to get a computer, build a computer to play Call of Duty. And that was the first graphics I bought it. And it was like the bare bone, bare minimum that I could get. And I bought it off Facebook market. It was brand new. That same graphics card right now on eBay is selling for $350 to $400. And it's the cheapest you can get. But I had one already in my old computer, which is sitting right here, which is an old Dell server that I was playing Call of Duty on. And then I have a, a GX, GTX 970 in my Alienware right there. So, But I wanted a, a really high-end computer, and I had a graphics card to put in it. So Joe Eldorado says, I'm still using a GTX 1030. That's not a bad card. What is that? Three gigs, Joe, on that? It's a three gigabyte card. So anyway, uh, lo and behold, I was looking around on Facebook market and I thought it was, a, I thought it was a, you know, cause you get those scams literally hold on real right by behind me. You can't see it. I want to grab something for you guys. So I literally thought thought it was a scam. Um, I thought it was a scam when I saw it listed on the Facebook market because you see all these scams on Facebook market. But I found a Ryzen nine, Ryzen nine. Here's the here's the CPU box that the CPU came in, a Ryzen nine that was listed for seven hundred bucks. But it had a crappy little seven like GTX 710 graphics card in it, which is right here. So this is, you know, 
like half the size of the 1650 I put in it. Uh, but anyway, it was listed at 700 bucks. And I was like, what? And so when I first read it, I thought, well, this is a scam or, you know, this is some kind of scam. So I, I didn't even fall for, I'm like, I'm not falling for that. But then I just like, you know what? I got a freaking, I'm going to, and it was an Asian guy, uh, you know, that was selling it. So I was like, you know what, what the heck I'll, uh, I will, uh, you know, I'll, what's it going to hurt? Let me contact this guy. It might be real. You know what I mean? You never know. So I contact him and I'm like, I just threw it out there. I'm like, Hey dude, if you still got that system, I'll give you six fifty for it. And, uh, he came back and he came back. He goes, I still have it. And I was like, Whoa, like he came right back right away. I was like, huh? I said, you really, I said, you still have it. He goes, I still have it. And, uh, I was like, okay. Cause I looked and it'd been for sale for like two or three weeks. So I think everybody else thought it was a scam too. And so I was like, huh? And I said, it's a Ryzen nine. Yes. Ryzen nine. And he goes with G skill, uh, memory 3,600 memory. So I looked the memory up really quick. One stick of the memory is like $120 or something like that. So it's got 32 gigs, uh, 16, 16 gig sticks in it of G skill memory, 3,600, uh, DD, DDR4. So it's the, the memory is, you know, the memory itself is $300 and the, the chip itself is six, $700. So I'm like, well, this doesn't mean, 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 this doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, huh? And anyway, him and I went back and forth a little bit because I wanted, I didn't want to go get it. Cause he was like close to downtown LA and I just didn't really feel like it was real. And he didn't feel like I had real cash. It was so funny. Cause it's like this little, uh, Mexican standoff kind of thing for a little bit, but, uh, uh, he was wanting $700 for it. And finally I'm like, dude, if you'll bring it to my office and let me check it out, I'll give you $700 cash for it. And he's like, well, you might be giving me fake money. Can you just, uh, can you just, uh, like Venmo me? I'm like, yeah, dude, if you want me to Venmo you, I can Venmo you, but if you'll bring it to my office, I'll give you the cash for it. And he goes, okay. So tonight I got to get, he's, he was a student and he was an Asian student. And he goes, I, when I get off tonight, I'll bring it. And I was like, I can believe it because he goes, I get off like at 1130, which was going to put him like here, put him here at my office, like at 1230 in the morning. So I'm like, okay, sure enough, dude, everything ended up being completely legit. He brought it to my office. Now I was tired, so I didn't even plug it in because I gave him the money for it. I didn't even plug it in. I had everything here to plug it in, but I didn't even plug it in. I just looked at it, went, I saw it had a Ryzen 9 in it. He gave me the box. So I'm like, whatever's wrong with it, if it needs a new motherboard, whatever it needs, I've got everything here in this box that I could probably spend a couple of hundred dollars more and, and have a system. So I'm just going to get pay for it. So I paid him for it. Uh, he left. Now I will say well, the reason I think he didn't sell this unit is it was filthy. I don't know where he had it. If he had it like in a house with a bunch of cats or underneath a desk by, you know, like a door or something, because it was caked full of dust. And I ended up using two cans of compressed air to really clean it up and clean it out. It was filthy. It was really, really, really dirty. I mean, it couldn't have been good for the chip to be running that dirty. It, it had to be running pretty hot probably, but I ordered the compressed. I rode my one wheel to office depot, got some compressed air, come back, cleaned it all up. And when I plugged it in, I didn't think it'd work, but I plugged it in. 
work like I, I actually, before I did anything, I took my graphics card out of my computer, my old, I have my old Dell, put it in the new system, work like a champ. I got it all up and running. I'd been using it for a few days and I was like looking at it and I was like, man, it'd be so cool if it had some RGB, you know, I can't believe it's so fancy, you know, and like the fan that's on top of the, the CPU, it's got RGB, it's got an RGB fan, but that was it. I was like, I can't believe this really nice motherboard doesn't have more RGB on it. Well, it did. I just had to download the software and turn it on. And that's what I did. So now it's got all this RGB and on the motherboard and stuff. It's a, uh, a, a, a S rock, ASL rock, AS rock. It's a AS rock motherboard, uh, steel something or another, which is a really nice. It's a, it's not like a cheap, cheap motherboard. It's not like the highest end motherboard, but just the motherboards like 170, or $180, I think on Amazon. So I've cleaned it all up. It's so beautiful. It's got like a, a regular fan in the front. So I ordered a new RGB fan, uh, fan for it. And then I'm going to put another wood fan where it doesn't have one in the back. I ordered two new RGB fans for it. So I'm just, I'm completely stoked on this computer because I guarantee you, once I put these RGB fans in it, I could probably turn around and sell it for $2,500. No problem. Maybe more. But anyway, guys, I'm rambling. Uh, I thank you guys so much for joining. Joe Eldorado, dude, it was so good to see you. Random Nomad, as always. Lance, good to see you, buddy. I think you're still up in Colorado. I don't know if you guys are still listening to me just ramble on. But I've had a good time uh, with doing the show again, and I plan on doing it on a weekly basis again until we uh, may hit that affiliate on uh, Twitch and may move the show just exclusively to twitch which i'm gaming on twitch now as well so if you don't have a twitch account uh i'll i will drop the link in the room really quick uh fabric right you right. know there's a lot of uh, stuff on fabric. twitch right. i mean well, if you don't a lot of stuff on twitch. if you don't have a I twitch mean, account you should make one let me drop my link to my Twitch page. I'm not trying to spam you guys, but if you want to follow me on Twitch, uh, I would totally appreciate it. And all you got to do is click the, I think, I, oh, maybe you can't click the link. That's weird. But there's the link. It's just twitch.tv American Nomad. And uh, hit me up and follow me on Twitch. And, uh, but until we get uh, affiliated, uh, an affiliate, until we, Hit affiliate on Twitch. I'll be trying to broadcast this to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If I have enough, if I have enough internet signal. Uh, Eve says I'm listening, but don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to be doing the show again, Eve. Um, but at uh, I'm looking to try to get affiliate affiliate with Twitch. Why is this not removing? I'm trying to get affiliate status with Twitch. And uh, if I get affiliate status with Twitch, they have an exclusivity contract. So you can't live stream on any other platform but Twitch. And I'm getting real close to affiliate uh, on Twitch. You have to, just like YouTube, you have to go, they have these, these minimum requirements that you have to do for your stream. Uh, to be able to, to do, to be able to get on Twitch. 
Oh man, Ar or Arigar? How do I pronounce your name? It says love your stuff, bro. I told I appreciate that so much. Isn't that all gaming though? No, it's not. Uh, uh, it's not Eve. They actually have different. Um, they have different categories now. Even Twitch is geared towards gaming. Yes, that is what Twitch is geared towards. It's all. It was. A, it's a gaming platform. Uh, but you know, they actually have a talk show category. Now they have just a chatting category. They have a music category where people that, you know, bands are playing music. Um, uh, a lot of DJs are doing their live DJ sets and stuff like that. Uh, there's some channels for like, uh, people that have like, uh, night listening. So if you want to turn on a Twitch channel and, like have some music to go to sleep to that it just streams 24 seven. So it, it's coming, Twitch is coming a long ways, but with that being said, Twitch has a lot of issues uh, when it comes to a platform. I'll just say that I'm not going to get in the, get into bashing Twitch, which I could do. Uh, don't think I'm anti YouTube and pro Twitch because you know, the one thing about it is I can game and do my gaming and still have a talk show on Twitch in the talk show category, if that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Eric, am I, am I, I wish I could, I know I'm pronouncing your, your name properly, Aragar. Your voice is soothing. Would you ever do IRL chill streams? Hmm. IRL in real life chill streams. I don't know what that is. You gotta, you gotta fill me in. I'm down, totally down. Everybody, I get all of these compliments. You know, I think that's one reason I blew up so fast on Clubhouse is because I guess my voice, but like I tell everybody, I told all my friends and stuff that I met on Clubhouse, I'm like, people hate their own voice. Like I listen to my voice, I hate it. But I've gotten several compliments about my voice and I never thought I had any kind of great voice for anything. As a matter of fact, I'll listen to like a Morgan Freeman or, you know, somebody with like a, you know, a guy with like a deep voice. And I would always be very envious of, you know, these guys that, you know, they have these really deep voices and they sound like real men, you know, and I sound like a, you know, I kind of sound like a 20 year old kid when I talk. Oh, ASMR. Let's see. Ergar says, like on Twitch, just hanging out and talking with chat. I think you'd do well on Twitch, just talking with the chat. You have a very good voice. Is that you, C? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so this this is being broadcast to Twitch right now, Ergar, if you want to uh, if you want to check it out on Twitch. If you have a Twitch account, follow me on Twitch. I just posted my link. I'll post it again here. For some reason you can't just follow the link. I don't know why you can't just click on the link. But it's uh my link for Twitch is twitch.tv American Nomads. So this this uh podcast, which is originated for YouTube, it is being simul simulcast to Facebook right now and to Twitch. I'm just not sure. It takes a lot of bitrate to run three different places. So yeah, it looks like we're, I'm just pulled up uh, Facebook. It looks like we're running okay on Facebook. And yeah, we're running on Facebook. 
and we should be running, and we're running on Twitch too. Oh, you know what? I forgot to, uh, yeah, I have a counter that's supposed to work, but it doesn't look like it's working for, uh, it doesn't look like it's working for, uh, YouTube. Oh, Infinity TV just followed. Thank you for following Infinity TV. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Arigar. Yeah, so uh, I'll probably be doing some, you know, I'll probably be doing some things in just the just chatting, Arigar. But I have uh, put up a schedule on my Twitch page, if you go to About Me. And I'm going to try to stick to that schedule. But I will be streaming doing the the talk show here for Twitch, but it'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. But it'll it'll uh it'll work on Twitch as well. I mean it's it's being it's on Facebook right now, YouTube and Twitch. I'm simulcasting this. But my point was is if I become a Twitch affiliate, which I would love to do, I don't know if I'd love to do it. There's I don't know. I'm just trying to find an avenue to make some passive income, which I was making on this YouTube channel until I got demonetized. Uh, but I would, uh, if you become an affiliate with Twitch, which I think you might know this infinity TV or Aragar, I think you might know this, that if you become a Twitch affiliate, you can't live stream to any other platform. You can't live stream on Facebook gaming. You can't live stream on YouTube only on Twitch. Are you an affiliate? uh infinity tv i know a lot of people are working for an affiliate man they're trying to get there on twitch it's very very hard which is funny it's really really hard to do on twitch and their their affiliate uh requirements compared to like youtube is nothing like you have to get 50 followers uh and on youtube you have to get a thousand if i remember right a thousand or fifteen hundred uh, Brooklyn Bulldog or Eve said, I just tried following on Twitch, but have to download the link. So it's downloading now. Okay. Thank you, Eve. And just so you guys know, Twitch has a, Twitch has an app. So you just like Facebook, Twitch has an app as well. So you can watch on your phone. Uh, Aragar says, I'm not, but I'm very familiar with it. I think you can get, get it honestly, but you'd be locked out of your other two networks. Yeah. You know, but the thing about it is if I could, I love gaming. I've got, you know, I'm big into gaming. I've never really said much about that on my YouTube, but the thing I've struggled with so much with this YouTube channel is finding a niche. You know, I started it out with my photography and then I got so much hate from other photographers and stuff. I was like, I don't want to deal with this industry drama. So I stopped doing photography tips or talking about anything photography related, which was what I originally made this channel to be it was just my name rav holly photography you know and then uh i got so much negativity back from the from the community of photographers in general that i just stopped doing photography thing so then i started doing vlogging when casey neistat made vlogging popular i was like well i could do that too well i'm not casey neistat you know what i mean so you know and then i got into the van life and made it like a van life thing with vagabond days and started another youtube channel to do that which now is nomad news and then you know i fell out of doing nomad news because i don't pay that much attention to the van life community anymore because of all the drama over there so 
you know, it is what it is. And then I got into the political ranting, ranting, which I enjoyed doing that because I can get passionate about political stuff. But that is a road to nowhere these days as well. If you're not a big voice in that in political in politics and you have people that really will sponsor you because you're not going to make money uh, being a political commentarist terrorist a political commentary unless you will have people that'll like sponsor your patreon or whatever or you have actual like companies that are spon- that are that are willing to sponsor you because if you're saying anything that might be deemed as controversial you're going to get demonetized random nomads has a thousand on youtube and watch hours on youtube yes and i have um Oh, it did. My link did work, Eve. Thank you so much for letting me know that. I can't click on it because I'm the, I guess I'm the host. So if I click on it, it just shows up right here in my, it shows up on the, on the screen. So uh, glad to know it worked. Thank you for letting me know that, Eve. Aragar says, for sure, Patreon and brand sponsors are the only way to make money since Big Daddy YouTube will demonetize for anything remotely controversial. You said it right there. I mean, you nailed it. So, you know, I've looked at some brand deals, you know, that my only sponsor is Technisport, baby. Technisport. So if you like my chair, which I don't think anybody here is going to be into the gaming, uh, you can go to Technisport. I actually have a link. And uh, let me see if I can find my. Okay, we're back. Can you see me? Sorry about okay, that. We're back. Can you see me? Sorry about okay, that. We're back. Okay. Can now, you see me? Sorry about okay, that. We're back. Now I've got okay. an echo. Can now, you see me? Sorry about okay, that. We're back. Now, there we go. Sorry about that, guys. When I clicked on the, uh, I clicked on to go to my Twitch. It killed the, might killed the screen here. A bit of an echo. Okay, I got rid of the echo. Sorry about that, guys. That's what happens when you play around with buttons and you don't have a producer that's, you know, like Joe Rogan's got Jamie that can do these things for you. And I'm sitting here trying to look stuff up. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was going to put in my link, but it's freaking long as hell. It's supposed to be short. But anyway, Technisport, there's the link. If you click on that link and you use my code Technisport RAV, you can get a discount on a Technisport chair. But I don't know that anybody wants one, but go check them out. They're pretty nice gaming chairs. There, I looked for a long time before I get found the gaming chair I wanted.
I was very, very, um, very, very close to buying a respawn. It's called a respawn gaming chair. I want to get the Jamie UFO shirt. That is a cool shirt. I've seen it, Joe. Uh, I was very, very close to buying a respawn gaming chair. And I had even looked and was pretty much 97% convinced I was going to order a respawn because that was all I could afford. I wasn't looking to pay three or $400 for a chair. Yeah, there's cheaper ones though, Ariger. The one that I have is 380. So, and that's what I'm saying. So respawns you can get for 160, 150, 160 bucks, which was more my budget for finding a gaming chair. But fortunately, I got this chair for a discount. So I got it for a hundred bucks and, uh, just been re I've just been promoting, uh, you know, techni sport ever since. And, uh, they gave me a influencer account so I can sign into their influencer thing. And yeah, so I, I love techni sport because I love the chair. I mean, it was like the chair I wanted, but not the chair I could afford. Does that make sense? But that's been the great thing about having a podcast and this kind of thing is because every now and then those kind of opportunities do present themselves. And the Techni Sport has been one of my favorite. Literally been one of my favorite. Uh, and I even promote them on my on my stream on Twitch. But yeah, they they can be expensive. But like I said, if you look at the front page, they have some cheaper ones. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. We're an hour and 42 minutes into it. Crazy. So anyway, I don't know. It, does anybody like Random Nomad, Joe Eldorado, do any of my boys, do any of you guys play Call of Duty? Like Joe Eldorado, you got to have a PlayStation or an Xbox. I know when you're not grooming puppies, you got to play some, you got to play something. Picture is freezing up now. Up, Yeah. Anyway, if you guys want to play, man, add me uh, on uh, add me on uh, Activision or Battle.net, American Nomad, and uh, we'll play. Are you finally one talking? I don't. Oh, you don't play shooters, Joe Eldorado. What do you play, Joe Eldorado? I'm interested in what you play. You're probably more. Uh, intellectual you play done i've never even heard of that oh you done play shooters well, i don't know uh random nomad says i got a ps4 but not really into those because i'm not too good i know man but that's the way you get good as you play practice makes perfect Dude, I'm old as dirt, man, and I'm killing it on there now. Have you played Overwatch? I haven't, Ariger, but I'm I'm looking for something else to play because I'm really into uh I'm really into COD or Call of Duty, but I'm gonna play, I'm gonna stream some Quake because I used to play Quake. A random nomad, just so you know, buddy, you it's it's free if you want to download warzone if you have a ps4 warzone's free 
All you have to do is go to Battle.net, I believe. I'm not sure how you do it on a PlayStation, but it's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. You can sign that. You can download it. Now, fair warning. It's like 120 gigabytes. So don't think you're going to download it in like a couple hours. You're, it's going to take like 15 hours to download it. Depends on your, it's going to depend on your, uh, your internet connection, but it takes a minute to download it. But once you get it downloaded, dude, you're playing. I've got it downloaded on three machines. Uh, the new machine here on my Alienware there and my Dell there. Argar says, Joe Eldorado, have you played Hearts of Iron 5? Ooh, random number says Cyberpunk. Uh, Joe Eldorado says, I play historic historical games, U.S. Civil War games, and Age of Sail games. Ooh, that actually sounds pretty interesting. And uh, a random nomad says, I don't have COD. I know that's what I'm saying, random nomad, but, but COD, um, Warzone is free. You don't have to pay for it. Does that make sense? It's free. It's free. You don't have to put a credit card in. You don't have to do anything, bro. It's free. All you have to do is download it for free and you can play. Now, if you get Modern Warfare, it's like $59.99. So make sure you get Warzone. You can, because you're going to download Modern Warfare too, probably. But Warzone is free. Modern Warfare is not free. Uh, Argar says, I play PC. Is Warzone? Yes, Warzone is cross-play. So you can play Warzone. You can play Warzone on, I play with all different people. You can play with Warzone on Xbox, Warzone on uh, PlayStation, and Warzone on PC. I play on PC. A lot of people that play Warzone, they play uh, controller. Even guys on PC are playing controller. Now, the reason I got a PC to play Warzone is because I'm horrible on a controller. I'm terrible. But it's crazy because used to, back in the day, the controller, the mouse, ruled the games. If you were on a mouse, people that were on controller didn't have a good, didn't have a good chance against you. You had a big advantage. For some reason now, because Activision has programmed in this uh, aim assist, if you're on a controller, you get aim assist. We don't get it on PC. So now the best players, some of the best players in the world are actually on controller. Like Z laner, he's a controller guy. Random Nomads is cool. Is it in the PlayStation Store? I don't know. I don't think so, Random Nomad. I think it's in Battle.net. You'd have to look at Battle.net, but go in the PlayStation store and put in uh, Call of Duty Warzone. You should be able to find it. Uh, Aragur goes, you're an OG FPS playing Quake. Yes, I started I started with Doom in about 1995-96 on an old 486DX computer that I built. Uh, Warzone is on the PS store. Yes, at Random Nomad. Thank you, Arga, for letting us know that. Yeah, poor Eve, English Bulldog. She's probably so bored talking about games. But anyway, uh, I have game highlights. So I'm going to start. I have another channel. I'm going to start putting my game highlights on the other channel more than likely. And trying to build a gaming uh, trying to build a little gaming community. So if you guys want to play, we could actually play. Um, I have this little video that's actually pretty cool. If I can find it, I'll show you guys. Let's see if I can open this. 
how would I do this? I think I downloaded it. Oh, you know what? This will be cool. I want to try something really quick for you guys. Um, so this software that I use, StreamYard, actually has a video thing now where you can play video. I think this is it. You can play video files. Oh, look at this. Yeah. This is my highlight reel. My latest highlight reel. But if you're not playing pod, you don't know what to do. Sorry about that. I was trying to get out of the video and I clicked the wrong button. It's a little too long. It's like two minutes long. So I saw uh, Erica said the music was causing. Uh... So here's a crazy thing that the music was causing it to download or something uh, for you guys. For It could be me because I got so much stuff uh, rebroadcasting. So for uh, you guys that I hear me bitching about, bitching and moaning about, uh, you know, having to, to edit. I've gotten burned out on editing. The crazy thing, if you watch that video down at the very right-hand corner, it said Athenoscope on it. So Athenoscope is a website that you can sign up through. It's absolutely 100% free. costs you nothing. And they go. They have an I, uh, IE, what is it called? Uh, intelligence, an IE, I think, that goes through. They have an IE that goes through your latest streams and it makes that video for you for free. And then they email it to you. I got mine this morning. Like I didn't edit that. I didn't do anything. They do it at AI. Yes. Arrogant. So they have an AI and the AI, they create yeah, artificial intelligence. Thank you. Arrogant. My mind is too much cod. My mind is uh, soup. But anyway, so they do all of your highlights and stuff for you for free. It's amazing. I don't, you uh, touched the button by accident. Uh, it's, it's a free service. It's crazy. And the craziest thing about it is if I would give them like those, I'm not going to say this too loud, but I mean, 
I would give them like five bucks, you know, here and there, you know, like it's just crazy that it's all free. They don't even have ads or anything on these videos. They have their watermark on it, but that's it. People don't even realize what that watermark is. Man, I've done almost a two hour talk show stream here. I always try to keep this thing because of YouTube. I always try to keep it to an hour, but I'm not really worried about YouTube now. YouTube's not uh, first priority. Uh, Twitch is more or less first priority and people, people do 24 hour streams on Twitch. It's insane. So the longest stream I've done on Twitch was playing COD and it was 12 hours. I did it about a week ago. Uh, Erica goes, let's hope they keep it free. That service is, uh, God tier. Go for like three, like Joe Rogan, right? On shrooms. If I had a guest, I actually would. If I had a guest, I'll random nomad says I'll stay here to the end. I appreciate that, buddy. R random nomad, Joe Eldorado, random nomad, Aragar. I think you might be Cece, but I'm not sure. Brooklyn English Bulldog, Matilda, who's not here, but she's one of the regulars. I've got like five of you guys that I really enjoy doing this show just because I get to talk to you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, I would not do this. I would not do this anymore. Uh, but I really enjoy it. You know, I just, uh, with the Rona thing that happened, like I had all of these grandioso plans of, you know, I fixed up the studio here to have people in the studio. I wanted to have people, uh, you know, on the show, have, have guests on the show and stuff. And I've just found that to be like an uphill battle, man. Like I get very envious when I go to other podcasters, podcasts on YouTube, and they haven't been podcasting near as long as I have. And they have a different guest every week because there's been times when I've reached out continuously, like one girl, like she contacted me. She contacted me because I didn't contact her because I thought she thought she was probably too goody goody to be on my podcast. She contacted me, said she wanted to be on the podcast. So I was so excited. And then she flaked, didn't hear from her. And those kind of things, man, just really wear you down. Uh, Eric goes, I've been subscribed to you for years, but this is one of my first times joining your streams. I'm a newbie, but I'll be here often. Oh, Aria, thank you so much. That's really, uh, that really makes me happy to read that. You made my day. Random Nomad says, now I got to go get Warzone. Yes, sir, bro. You got to get Warzone. Just the only thing I'll say about Warzone or the one thing I will say about Warzone, like any other video game is, uh, you know, this it's the same as Clubhouse. It's very time consuming and it's a waste. You know, it's a lot of fun, but I mean, it is not productive time. But if you got free time and you don't want to, and you're looking for something to do instead of sitting around watching some bullshit on Netflix, I play Warzone. Joe Eldorado says, I listen to you and paint. I watch you on my TV and type through my phone. Oh, that's amazing. That's a, that's a good way of doing it, Joe. Eve Brooklyn English Bulldog says, it's like just sitting around shooting the shit with your friends. Exactly. That is exactly right. Uh, Random Nomad says, and the mic. Yeah, you do need a mic. A lot of people, Random Nomad, play without a mic. But for those of us that play with a mic, it's so, uh, what's the word, annoying when none of your teammates have a mic. But you can play without a mic. You don't have to have one. But, you know, you if you get a, if you get a little headset, you can get like a little $20 headset off of, uh, you know, 
Amazon or, um, off of Amazon or, um, what's the other one? Uh, eBay. And, uh, you know, that I'll have a mic and a headset. As a matter of fact, I got one right here. This, this is my gaming headset. It's a razor and it's a few years old and I freaking hate it. I hate it. I got to get a new one. I'm looking at them, but the problem is, is the one I want is like 150 bucks, but you can get a used one on, on eBay for like 80 and I'm still struggling with that price. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brooklyn English. I just do the same thing, Joe. Oh, that's awesome. Eve. Argar says, I think the first video I saw of you was a van live video from four or so years ago. Now that I think about it, that's so funny. Cause so many people do. That's where they've seen me. It was funny. Cause I was in a room on clubhouse probably about two months ago. And I was up on the stage. If you don't know how clubhouse works, it's hard to explain it. But I was up on the stage as a speaker and uh, some girl came into the room and she goes, Oh my God. She goes, are you on YouTube? And I was like, yeah. She goes, I recognized your voice. She goes, I knew, I knew it was you. Cause I saw a van life video. I didn't know it was, she goes, but I recognized your voice. I was like, I was, that was like really uh, flattering. Cause I was in this, I was in this room with a bunch of heavy hitters uh, like Chris Penn. Some of you guys know Chris Penn from tiny home tours. He was in the, he was on the stage with me and there was a couple of other people who are real big heavy hitters in the van life community. So I really felt that uh, it really was like a little feather in my cap for this girl that came in and she's like, Oh my God, I, I recognized your voice from YouTube. I thought it was you. Uh, Random nomad says you have an Amazon affiliate. Yes, I do. I'm actually, uh, I'm an influencer on Amazon. Uh, I need to link it on my, I actually need to link that on my uh, Twitch page. I think I have it in my YouTube description, don't I? Let's see. Uh, Amazon. Let's see if we can pull it up. Yeah, here it is right here. I'll drop a link. So that's my biggest problem is I set all this stuff up and then I don't do that great a job of promoting it or linking it in my, you know, description and stuff like that. Like most people don't even know I've had an Amazon shop, not for like a year. I've had one for like three or four years since like 2015. And I used to make a really good living off Amazon affiliate linking uh, back when I lived in Joshua Tree. If you look back at this, if, if you look at back at my videos, you'll see where I was doing like mountaineering, like I was unboxing like backpacks and uh, ice axes and all of this stuff for mountaineering. Those videos did so well. The problem was, is I was buying all that stuff. You know what I mean? I was buying it because I was going to use it, that I was using it, but it cost a lot of money, but I made videos off of it that did very well. Uh, Brooklyn English Bulldog Eve says, I didn't know that Rav, I'd use your Amazon affiliate. Is it, an, I don't think it is random nomad, but I'm going to fix that. I'm going to put it in the description. I put like a, a bunch of individual links in the description, but I'm going to actually put my store because I don't think I have my store listed in the description. 
I get scared clicking buttons now because every time I click a damn button, I freaking knock myself off the podcast. Let me go look and say music's probably going to start. No, it didn't get. Uh, look at my description and see. Oh, this video doesn't have a description. Let me find a good video. Oh, so uh, I just wanted to say, like, I've been, here. what I've been working on, I just worked on a commercial. I worked on a commercial for NBC for America's Got Talent that just came out. I wonder if I could show you guys that commercial. You guys want to see that commercial? It's out. I think I can show it to you because I don't think it has any copyrighted music. Let me see if I can find it. And if you saw my, um, if you saw my video where I'm, uh, where I'm riding around on my one wheel, it was like my second to the last, uh, video. You'll, you'll, you'll see this. That's the behind the scenes for the commercial I just did. Let's see if this is it. No, it's 10 months ago. Hmm. Where is it? I mean, it just came out like a few days ago. That says 10 months ago, so that can't be it. I wonder if they made it private. It's on the America's Got Talent. Let me see. Don't see it. I looked it up the other day. It was on here. I watched it. Um, let me try to something else. Let me just say AGT. Not finding it. Oh, that sucks. So if you see a new commercial uh, with for uh, America's Got Talent, it should be running. Hmm. Man, that sucks. I was actually going to download it. I guess I should have, right? So our talent was Brandon Leak. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He was one of the winners. He was a golden button and then he was a winner and he's like a poet or he does spoken word. And, uh, which was something I really don't know nothing about. You know, there's all these places here in LA that are like these spoken word places that, uh, you can go and listen to these like poets, like talk and stuff. And I've been to a couple of them, you know what I mean? But never really was my scene. So I don't really get inspired. You know, I don't know if it's because I'm too old school Texas or whatever, but that kind of stuff just doesn't really move me spiritually, I guess. It's kind of weird, but just doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I've been like at uh, these, these little uh, spoken word uh, cafes and stuff with friends. And they're just like enamored by the dude on stage. Like, uh, doing like their spoken word poetry and i'm just like Phew. uh can i get another beer 
But anyway, this kid, Brandon Leak, who I'd never even heard of, this kid is, I mean, he's not a kid. He's, he, he's a kid to me. He's married, got kids of his own. I think he's 20 something years old, but he won America's got talent with spoken word. But I just want to say that, uh, he was my talent. He was the only one I had to take care of. I was the assistant director. So it was my job to take care of him, to get him to the stage and, and uh, uh, everywhere he needed to go. And, he was the most down to earth, um, just an all around good guy. I mean, he's a black kid, uh, from Sacramento Stockton. Oh, from Stockton originally, I think is where he said he's from originally, but man, what an absolutely humble, great young man he is. I mean, he is really a He's, he's just a good guy, uh, just a good hearted guy. I didn't have any diva stuff out of him. Like we were shooting out in that stadium all night. It was cold. It was kind of miserable at times. And he kept having to repeat these things over and over from the director, which I was getting annoyed with it. And I was just standing around watching, you know, and I could see he was having to do these different things for the commercial. Like, just repeat the same process like 10 or 15 times, you know, the director say, okay, let's go again. Okay. Let's do that again. Let's do that one more time. Okay. Let's go one more time. Okay. We're going to do that again. Okay. Do that again. Let's do that again. And I'm just going, Oh my God, you know what I mean? And he, you could see that he was getting frustrated with it, but every time the cameras rolled, he was just right on point, man. And he just really was a, he's a really humble, good kid. And, uh, I'm glad it was somebody like him that won America's got talent that, you know, I hope, I hope he goes a long way in his career. <laughs> Random nomad says, yum, beer. Uh, Brooklyn Eve says, the one you weren't wearing your helmet. Yes, that's the one. I wasn't wearing my helmet. Um, yeah, the one I wasn't wearing my helmet, Eve. I still can't believe we have five people watching the stream. Uh, and we're two hours and six minutes in. I, I still kind of, I want to see that freaking video myself. I know it's there. I'm just missing it. Because I did that another day too when I was looking for it. Like I scrolled right past it because I don't really know what the, it's either that or they made it private. Let me see if I can just Google it. See if it'll come up in a Google search. I think I did this already, but I put AGT instead of American Talent. And I bet you news it'll come up. Nope. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. I think I found it. Is this it? You want some more talent? No, that's not it. That's Terry Crews. Excuse me. If I go to news, maybe. Oh, here we go. Let's set this up. I mean, it's a promo video. Why in the hell would they make it private? I mean, it's a it's a really a promo video. So I don't know why it's private. 
Oh, I found it. Great success. Oh, no, it's on the people, though. I don't know if I can. I don't know how I share this. Let's see. How am I going to do this? I know it can be done, though. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll do it like this. Okay, okay. I figured it out, people. I told you I would. I told you I'd figure it out. Okay, so now I'm going to go do a share screen. Share screen. Share. And share. Okay. And now we will pull up the video. And it's on the people. It's on the people. It's on People Magazine's website. It's not loading. This one, oh, there it comes. Can you hear it? I don't hear anything. Oh, God. I just clicked a commercial by accident. Today, don't you think, man? That's a freaking commercial. That's a commercial for the commercial. All the dreams. Okay, this this is it. The winner, Brandon Hopes of large stages, roaring audiences, spot, lights, camera, action. The aspiration to be the main attraction. No matter the talent, either conventional or downright absurd. Well, that didn't work out too well. Either conventional or downright absurd. We've all fantasized of being immersed in the golden glow of when buzzers turn confetti. But the idea of the panel's judging eye will make one question. Can I fill these shoes? And the answer is a resounding resounding. yes. 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 Because what lies on this stage is the opportunity opportunity. to turn crowds into thunder. Opportunity into destiny. To take your talent and show the world America's got talent. Yes. Bounce chicka wow wow. You could take your... All right. I got it to work. And there we go. Yeah, so uh, I was assistant director on that commercial. Came out pretty good. I don't do a whole lot of commercials. I just, uh, Random Nomad says, you shot that in Pasadena, didn't you? You know what, Random Nomad? I saw your freaking comment, dude. I saw it today. I saw it the other day and I forgot to answer it. That was not the Rose Bowl. That was the Los Angeles Municipal Coliseum, which is right over by USC, the college. That's where the Trojans play. Uh, the USC Trojans and a lot of people get the confused and I'm one of them. Uh, when I saw it was at the Coliseum, I was thinking the Rose bowl in Pasadena. And then I was looking at my directions to get there and I'm like, what? That's like almost downtown LA. And then I realized, Oh yeah, I forgot. It's the Los Angeles municipal Coliseum, which is right by the university of Southern California, which is right off the 110 freeway. Is it the 110? No, it's not the 110. It's the, God, I don't know. I'd have to look at a map. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, right over by USC. 
by Figueroa. And you want to hear something crazy. I'll jump into this story really quick is uh, so the day after we got through filming that commercial, we were out there for two nights and I just did a uh, Instagram story. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, I was railing on my Instagram stories the other day because I got my check from that, that, uh, that commercial. That was a two night shoot. The government, they took out federal and state. They took out $242. I believe it was $242 was my deductions for two nights for two nights shoot. Uh, yeah. Gotta love it. So I was bitching about that on my Instagram stories. But anyway, we shot that at USC. And then I'm here in Fullerton. Crazy, crazy, crazy ass thing happened the day after we got through shooting that video. Some madman here in LA went on a rampage and was killing people right over there exactly where we were shooting the commercial. Me and my buddy, John, who was the first assistant director, I was, assistant, I was the second assistant director. We went out and grabbed a drink and then we would get coffee and stuff like that. This madman went to the Starbucks and shot and killed this guy in the driveway of the Starbucks. He left there, drove downtown to downtown LA and killed an Asian dude who was an Uber driver. And then the uh, Los Angeles the police spotted him and they chased him from downtown LA from over there where we shot the commercial to right here on like, uh, it's like Rose, Rose, Avenue or Rose, I can't think of the name, Raymond, Raymond Avenue, which is right here. It's like a half a mile. It's not even a half a mile. It's right here. He killed, they killed him right here on the 91 freeway, right here. I could get on my one wheel and ride to right where they killed him in five minutes. It's right here. You could almost throw a football and hit it. It's right here. It's so crazy that exactly where we were shooting commercial, all the way over by USC is where he started his rampage, and then they ended it right here. He literally followed me, the same footsteps that I took. Blew my mind. I woke up like the next morning. Let me pull up. I'll pull up that news story for you guys. I mean, it's been a week ago now. I was going to talk about it. I thought about doing a podcast about it. Uh, L.A. shooting. If that'll, if that'll bring it up. Oh, my God. No, there's been too many L.A. shootings these days. Oh my God, there's one from 12 hours, 13 hours, and it's not the one. This one's Hollywood shooting, one dead, three others wounded. Uh, let me put USC, maybe. USC. Yes. So here we go. So let me do a screen share for you guys. Oh, pff. such a moron, dude on the wrong screen. All right, so here we go. Uh, five, five shootings, two deaths in LA tied to gunmen later killed in Fullerton shootout, police say. Yes, but this dude started his rampage right by you. Started his rampage right by. Uh, let me see if I can find. He started his rampage. Here we go. 
He literally started his rampage right by where we were at, where we were shooting the commercial. And it was so weird because I got back here to Fullerton to my office um, and then woke up like the next morning to find out that I was reading it and I was like, what? And where's the limits of your home? See if I can meet this commercial. So we'll watch this now and it's literally going to show like he was right here, like where I was. But did anybody hear about this shooting? Let's see if I can do a screen share again, man. I'm, I'm really rusty. I keep clicking the wrong damn button to get to the stuff. Between two groups, breaking news near USC, a shootout between two groups break out in the middle of the street. At one point, police show up and at least one officer opened fire. Let's get more on this with NBC4's McCall. Wait, this is not the shooting. Exposition Park, where he just got an update from detectives. Matt, good morning. Maybe it is. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, everybody. Detectives now telling us they're looking for not one, but two shooters, as you mentioned, part of two groups that apparently were in the middle of a gunfight when a patrol car simply happened to roll. OK, up so this is time. misinformation. This is right when they first, first started about. Fire. Let me show you the scene here really quickly. This is actually here at Jefferson and Budlong, where the scene of the shooting is. It actually stretches. So this was the, where the very first was continuing their investigation here this morning. Let me show you some video from overnight it happened around 1130 or so. We're told by detectives that these two groups of people were on Budlong mm. in what is known as the residential area of Budlong. Oh, this is not the right shooting. Those two groups won a car. That's not the right shooting. That just goes to show you how many freaking shootings they're, they're ha we're having right now. Uh, Eve says, I think I live in a bubble. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we're going to, we're going to end it. We're almost at a two and a half hours. I had a really great, re, uh, really great back broadcast. Uh, but I think we're going to end it, but anyway, yeah. So this dude, this crazy rampage dude, they had some great video of chasing him and stuff. That's what I wanted to find, but I put in LA shooting and there's too many coming up. Let's see. Or, or USC shooting. Let me try one more time. USC shooting. I think that was it, but I just think it was uh, misinformation. Yeah, this is it. Tonight, there are so many questions about the deadly shooting ramp. Okay, this one's it. Okay, I finally found it. You do a screen share here. This is the right one. I finally found it. Page, why would anyone open fire on innocent people? Kick on Leslie Marine is live in Exposition Park with more on what we're learning tonight about the suspect. Leslie. Well, Jeff, Exposition Park's where we the shot corner, the commercial. We're near the corner, I should say, of the first shooting, which happened at Exposition and Figueroa, right across from USC. Now, tonight, we're told investigators are speaking with this suspect's family, going through his home, trying to figure out a motive. 
That's Who right was here. He and why did he do it? That's so right far, here on Raymond no Avenue. Answers. That's my Police exit. The suspect led them on a three-hour-long chase after a series of five horrific Raymond Avenue. That's right here. Two innocent men dead and a third wounded. Investigators are now trying to figure out why. The first attack, it's my understanding, there were no exchange of words. Uh, the second attack, there was. The contents of that obviously will be important to us to understand uh, what was in the mindset of this individual. During a civilian police commission meeting, LAPD Chief Michael Moore was asked whether the department was investigating hey, the that's shootings the Starbucks. as a hate crime after learning two of the victims were of Asian descent. We're very mindful of the potentiality for that and leaning into that uh, very actively. Investigators say the shootings began just before 1 a.m. near Figueroa and Exposition Boulevard across the That's street That's where we were shooting commercial. The That's where the Los Angeles Coliseum is, is right by there. This driver, who was only grazed in the head. It was his dash cam video that captured the suspect's license plate, but not before the shooter hit again. This time, 10 minutes later at a Starbucks. On That's where we got our coffee Figueroa, in the morning. Killing 25-year-old Alexis Carbajal. About uh, 15, 20 minutes later, there was another another male that was shot. That's Raymond Avenue. This is my exit. I exit off there and make a left into the bridge. Investigators say 41-year-old Mijing Zhu was behind the wheel of this black SUV when he was killed in downtown L.A. Police say the suspect then headed south of the fashion district, waited at the bottom of an off-ramp, and ambushed a car exiting the 10 at Maple, shooting it up. The driver wasn't hurt. The suspect's last victim was a Tesla driver on the 10 freeway near the 110. The bullet hit the car. The driver was okay. The suspect then led police on a pursuit down the 1060 and the 57. He stopped on the 91 in Anaheim. Armored trucks blocked him in. Tear gas was used. Police say the suspect then fired at them. A SWAT officer firing back and killing him. Well, as of tonight, LAPD investigators have yet to release that suspect's name, only telling us earlier today that he's a man in his 40s, possibly 50s. Very limited information on that suspect coming from police tonight. Reporting live, Leslie Benning, KCAL 9 News. Back to you guys in studio. So, yeah, there you go. So weird. I mean, I woke up and I was like, what? I mean, it, literally everywhere we were from where we were shooting the commercial at USC, we were all around that area when we weren't working. Uh, that's the area that we were at because we were going to those businesses, that Starbucks. I've been to that Starbucks many, 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 many times. And he shot and killed that guy in the drive through of the Starbucks. It ended in, it, they said Anaheim, but it's, I guess it is Anaheim, but it's borderline Fullerton. But I think it was actually in Fullerton that it, that it ended. They said Anaheim, but I actually think that's Fullerton right there. But it's the border of Fullerton and Anaheim. But that exit, Raymond Avenue, when I'm coming to Fullerton, I exit off Raymond Avenue and then I go left back underneath the bridge. So it was crazy. And the craziest thing about this is I asking people about it, like what they thought about the U.S., this, this shooting and stuff. Nobody even knows it happened. That's one reason I'm talking about it. Nobody even knows this should happen. Like nobody knows that this crazy rampage, this guy was just going around shooting, killing people in their cars. Like the, he shot the Asian dude in Exposition Park, which is where we were filming the commercial. Exposition Park is this big park at, at USC, and that's where the Los Angeles Coliseum. It's all of this little USC things for the University of Southern California. And then 
Uh, so he went from there and then down Figueroa, it's called the Figueroa corridor. There's like all of these businesses and stuff that stay open late. So when I, when I was van lifing in LA all of the time, that area, when the weather was nice, was one of my areas I would stay in because all of those businesses over there stay open late for the college kids. Like the Starbucks closes at like 1230 or 130. I think when the kids are having tests and like having finals and stuff, the Starbucks stays open to like 130 in the morning. There's 24 hour restaurants. There's like a 24 hour burger place over there, which you don't get anywhere else in L.A. So I enjoy that little spot over there. And then also like four years ago, I worked on a show called Veep with uh, Ju Juliet Lewis Dreyfus from Seinfeld. It was her show. And we shot at the uh, Gellin Center, which is where the USC basketball team plays. So I stayed over there. That's where I initially found that area because I never really went over into the USC area. That's initially where I found that area. Uh, the Trojans USC. Yes. Random nomad. And the funny thing is, is when I was staying over in that area this last time, uh, I started to get out and do like some vlogging around that area. Cause you could not believe like how, like it's right by the USC campus, how like dangerous and, dilapidated that area is it's crazy like there was a there's a middle school right there in the middle of this area that i was walking around and checking out and it's got like 20 foot chain link fences all around the school you'd think it was a prison if it didn't say middle school on the sign out in front of it you'd think it was some kind of like detention center Anyway, guys, we are two hours and 30 minutes into this podcast. So we're going to jump off here. Uh, if anybody wants to come watch me play Warzone, I'll probably be on in an hour or so. I'm going to finish my uh, veggie bowl and then probably jump on some uh, gaming streaming on Twitch. But if you've had your fill of me, I totally understand because I've had my fill of me too today. Uh, Random Nomad said, kind of like Dinky Town here in Minnesota, University of Minnesota campus. Yes. You know, I've been, uh, I don't remember a whole lot about uh, Dinky Town. I remember being in that area. I used to work a lot, Random Nomad, back in the 90s in the Twin Cities uh, from Minneapolis to uh, St. Paul. Peace and positive vibrations later days. Have a good evening, guys. I really appreciate you guys showing up. Still shows we have eight people watching the show, but uh, I think it's time to call it a night. We're two and a half hours in. This is the longest show I think I've ever done. It's been fun. I enjoyed it. At the, fir the at first hour just goes by so quick. I understand why Joe Rogan does like a three-hour podcast. If I had guests all the time, I think I might push three hours, but uh, two and a half is a long one. But anyway, guys, I don't even have my, <laughs> I don't even have my, uh, let me see my outro or anything queued up tonight. So we'll just have to, uh, say, uh, thanks guys so much for stopping in and keep looking up because that's where it all is. Good night guys. Have a great night and we will see you next podcast. Bounce chicka wow wow.